0: In Dick of the Week, we talk about dirty stuff and use dirty language. We're rated M for Mature.
1: Listener discretion is advised. (laughs) (laughs) Dick of the Week. Dick Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Dick. Dick. Dick Dick of the Week.
0: week. Dick. Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Dick Dick. Dick of the Week. Dick Dick, Dick Dick of the Week. Give me that D, (laughs) yo. Hello. Hi. (laughs) and welcome to this week's episode of dick of the week i am one of your hosts liz i'm stephanie and And stephanie do you want to introduce our guest oh
2: yeah we have a guest today um due to the quarantine times uh it was seemed really easy just to have my spouse jump on the podcast today so uh, our guest today is jordan you've heard about him i've talked about him (laughs) hello he just waved. He just waved at the, the computer. So I waved
1: at the microphone. Oh,
2: I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, they can't. They can't
0: see that. They so. can't see it.
2: but he's very excited and and actually more anxious than anything because we do improv together, but this is like a whole different kind of weird thing. So
0: <laughs> I am very excited. Yeah. Um. Do we want to just jump straight into it since we don't know how long it will take and we can? Yeah. Let's do that. If people want to know or what we've been reading, we can always post it on Facebook or something. Yeah,
2: I mean, we've been reading a lot because it's been a million years, and yeah, um, I'm I'm four weeks from my due date, so woo. Yeah, so you won't be hearing from me for like probably another two months or so. Probably. I don't know. Last I think like last time we like recorded one like when I was a month out from having what like a month after
0: Sabrina.
1: I remember holding her down here. While you guys were upstairs recording. Yeah. Yeah, she just cried. <clears throat>
0: yeah. <laughs> she cried uncontrollably. And that's when we switched to my house. <laughs> yeah.
2: So um, probably, it'll probably be like a, we'll
0: be in the new year for sure. Hopefully we can sneak one more in for you before you
2: yeah, go, be on a little,
0: go on a little pregnancy leave. Right. Because I've already been on, well, on baby leave.
2: Because I'm on pregnancy leave right now, I feel <laughs> like, because yeah. of my erratic sleep and uh, health. But yeah, today I feel great. So that's good nice. yeah so let's do this weird thing
0: all right so uh <laughs> if if you are one of our longtime listeners you know that we've done the my ladies choosing uh choosable romance choose your own adventure books this time we are doing something a little different we are doing a select your own timeline adventure highway to heck by the one and only chuck tingle
2: yes I'm so I am, excited! I am I, that when you messaged me and last night we're like, "Hey, I bought this. We should do this." I like, well, let's add some spice to the <laughs> choose your own adventure path. That's great.
0: <laughs> I'm very excited. I think this is the second one he's done. He has a different one, but this is his newer one, so okay. I went ahead and got that instead. And it's That's on awesome. my Kindle, so I've no. I'm hoping when it says like jump to this page or that page, it's just like a link. <laughs> I would hope I'd have to imagine that yeah well it has a little which also
2: if that is the case I appreciate the amount of like um formatting that takes because Chuck is a he's an indie writer like he doesn't have he he publishes
0: all his own stuff so yeah that's why I'm interested to see how how it will be someone did it Okay, um I'll, it has a little how to read this book that I'll read out loud cuz I have not looked at this book at all. I bought it last night and then went to bed.
1: So <laughs> I looked at okay. the cover.
0: Yeah, that's all I did too. Yeah.
1: It's a handsome well, devil.
0: It is a handsome devil. Uh we'll we'll include a picture of it on uh-huh. Instagram or something. Welcome to the Tingleverse, a place where unicorns, big feet, dinosaurs and living objects are a typical part of our daily lives. This reality is similar to the one that you're currently reading from, but positioned on a slightly different timeline. Every action you take or don't take creates several new timelines of reality. These worlds have been blossoming into existence since the universe began, and we will continue until it ends. It's a power that we all have, but rarely know where we're using. This book will illustrate just how important making choices can be. Unlike most books, which are read chronologically, from the front to the back, you read a select your own timeline book by following the instructions in italics at the bottom of most pages. If there's only one option, these words will inform you of which page to turn to next. However, there will be often multiple choices that you, the reader, get to select on the important journey. These forks in your journey will look similar to this. To order the spaghetti, turn to page 1325. To order the chocolate milk, turn to page 7489. Leave the restaurant on page 3244.
1: 4. Leave the restaurant. <laughs> not eating at a chocolate milk and spaghetti factory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if there are no words in italics at the bottom of your page or story ending, it is assumed that you should just continue reading onto the next chronological page of the book as you normally would. Throughout your Tingleverse journey, you will sometimes find an item that you can carry with you. Oh, shit. It is important to remember the items you've collected, so using a piece of scrap paper to write them down as you go could be helpful, though not required.
1: I have a piece you of like, paper right here. Who's that paper? Perfect. Right here. You
0: Cool. Uh, you can be in charge of that.
1: And a pencil. Cool. Nah, no, I got a pen. I would rather use a pen. Oh, okay. You know.
0: When you receive an item, it will be written in all caps like this. It's written in all caps. Oh, man. <laughs> the only other time you will see something written plainly in all capital letters is if you reached the end of a particular timeline path and thusly the end of your story. It will be written as the end in all caps. Perfect. If you come to a path that explicitly involves an item you don't have, you cannot take this path. If you cannot remember whether or not you possess an item, then it's assumed you do not. In this case, you lost your item or left it somewhere along your journey. Sometimes a specific path you take will cause you to lose an item. If an item is lost, it will be written in all caps in italics like this. Sometimes instead, a specific item, you will lose any items you are carrying. If you return to the first page, you will automatically lose all of your items. Now that we've covered all the rules, please enjoy your journey through the various timelines of the Tingleverse. Your tale begins on page one. It's been a long road to get here, both literally and figuratively. During your stint journey as a big rig truck driver across the wide open American landscape. Oh, I guess we're in it now. Just jumping right in. (laughs) You've seen all kinds of things and had plenty of adventures, but now it's finally time to call it a day. You put in your hours and worked as hard as you could. Spent grueling nights trying to make it over a snowy mountain pass or long days in the sun as you powered through the desert with a broken air conditioner and nothing more than a tape deck to keep you company. After all this, there's a powerful feeling that comes over you as you stroll into the warehouse for your last assignment pride. Who knows what's next for you, whether you plan on jumping in with another job or simply retiring with the various benefits that you've worked up over the years. Truckman, your boss, is a hell of a guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and he takes care of those who come and go at Truckman trucking. <laughs> when you've... <laughs> like when you've put in the kind of time that you have, there's no doubt that Truckman is going to have your back in the next phase of your life. You knock twice on the door of your boss's office out of sheer curio- out of sheer courtesy, then barrel in before he has a chance to respond. Truckman is there waiting for you with a huge smile on his face, standing up from his desk and walking around to offer you a warm hug. He is a large man with plenty of stubble, and you've never seen without a baseball hat on his head and a carton of chocolate milk in his hand. (laughs) Back in his day, Truckman was a trucker as well, hence the name. (laughs) <laughs>
1: <clears throat> <clears throat> and now
0: he, and now he's happy to stay here in the office headquarters and make sure the shipments come and go on time. He started on the ground floor and worked his way to the top. Something you've always deeply admired. It's part of the reason you trust him so much and why you want to make sure you leave this job with a, with a sparkling track record. You've always made your delivery on time, come rain, sleet, or snow, and that's exactly what you intend to do in this final mission. What do you got for me? You question. What's the last ride gonna be? <clears throat> oh, I need a Chuck man voice. A very important shipment. Chuckman ah! replies. <laughs> <laughs> He's like lava and debonair. <laughs> Releasing you from the hug and then strolling back to his over to his desk, he grabs a clipboard covered in papers and hands it over to you. The manifest for what you'll be hauling on your final trek. Chocolate milk, you read aloud, smiling to yourself. Your first ever shipment was a truck full of chocolate milk, so it might as well be your last.
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: From Billings to San Diego, Chuck man replies, nodding. This one is special, so I need someone I can trust. There's something about this comment that strikes you as a bit odd. Part of the mission statement here at Truckman Trucking is that every shipment is important. So getting this reminder on your last day is a little unexpected. Of course, you reply. It'll get there. 72 hours, Truckman continues, the seriousness still haunting his expression and tone. No less. You nod in confirmation. I won't let you down. This is my last shipment and I plan on going out with a perfect record. That's what I was counting on, your, bo- your boss replies, his mood suddenly becoming uh, jovial again as he slaps you on the back. With that, you turn and head out the truckman's office for the last time, strolling through the warehouse and eventually arriving at your rig. The vehicle has already been packed up and secured by your usual crew, but you still like to do a personal round of checks before hitting the road. You make sure the tire pressure is where it needs to be, then open up the back to take a look at the, pay- the payload for yourself. There, stacked from floor to ceiling are thousands upon thousands of glass chocolate milk bottles stacked in an icy cold refrigerated chamber. It's quite a sight, really. So many of the same things crammed into one tiny space, and the sight of it brings you a strange ease of peace at the beginning of your journey. To a trucker <laughs> like yourself, this is a blank canvas. <clears throat> in addition to the chocolate milk, there's a trusty spare truck tire. That's one of our items.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. Cool.
0: Which you hopefully won't need to use.
2: I sent you a picture of the backpack that uh, Jordan drew. Oh my god. For our inventory, so we'll include that <clears throat> on Instagram. So yes, will draw I a picture it. of I'll every
1: take, item. I'll but take, a spare truck tire is really big, so it'd take up most of the backpack. Yeah,
2: I'll take a picture at the end too when we're done. Yes,
0: down. I love it. You pull down the enormous rolling door. Of this cargo container and close it up locking it tight and then heading back around to your familiar front cab with only three days to get to san diego the city of beaches you better get a move on there are two basic routes for this particular trip which you've done plenty of times before your first choice is take the main highway through idaho this path is fairly direct and slightly faster than any other option. However, the fact that it's going to be your last ride weighs heavy on your decision. You'd like to see a little bit of the glorious scenery around these parts, and the backwoods of, of Wyoming are just the ticket in that case. Heading through Wyoming won't be that much slower, and you'll have still have plenty of time to get to your destination. You put the truck in drive and make your choice. Do we want to head through Idaho or head through Wyoming?
1: hmm
2: you're the guest uh guest choose
1: oh wow that's a lot of responsibility Uh uh-huh uh much like this shipment of chocolate milk which is why we're (laughs) gonna take the business route strictly business oh
0: wow yeah we're We're going to idaho okay wow
1: i take my job very seriously
0: i mean it did have a a nice little link i like this nice okay idaho it is You decide to take the most direct and efficient round heading through the great state of Idaho with the windows down and the music blasting. It's a great start to your trip, a freeway drive that you've done more times than you can count, but never seems to get old. The landscape is pretty great, too, and once you're in it, it's hard to believe this particular route was a slightly less scenic one. You're, pre- you're pleasantly lost in your thoughts, but gradually, something starts to pull you back into the present. You can't help but notice that another truck seems to be following you. It's quite a ways back, but it's consistently there, just rumbling along. Of course, this is a very common trucking route, and it's not unheard of for you to notice other vehicles tagging along for the entire cross-country journey. Sometimes Something about this just feels different, however. It's hard to make out the colors from this far away, but they appear to be a combination of blood red and jet black. You continue glancing in the rear view mirror as you speed up a bit, pushing the limits and eventually pulling ahead of the mysterious truck. Soon enough, it's nothing but a distant memory behind you. Of course, speeding up like this has more advantages than just losing a possible tail. It also gets you to where you're going that much quicker. When you finally pull off the road for a new tank of gas, you're pleasantly surprised just how deep into Idaho you've managed to travel. You fill up at the pump and stroll into the convenience store to check out the snacks. Welcome! A large, sentient potato curls out from behind the counter. (laughs) (laughs) She's covered in eyes, all of which track you closely. Hey there, you reply. I guess that was a woman, so my voice didn't make sense, but whatever. Hey there, you reply. Then go about your business searching for something to eat. You make your way around the small store, eventually arriving back at the counter, where the potato remains. You're having trouble deciding what to eat, or even accepting that you want anything at all. Maybe you just need a moment to stretch your legs. How's the trip? The sentiment potato questions, nodding out towards your truck. Good, good, you reply. Didn't realize how much ground I was covering. Good on ya, the potato continues with an appreciative nod. Just make sure you don't push it too hard. Stay safe, stay safe out there. Thanks, I will, you reply. How's the weather up there in Billings, the potato questions. A confused look crosses your face. You don't remember telling her that's where you were coming from. Dang. Uh, how did you know that, you ask, startled? The sentient potato smiles. <laughs> when you've got this many eyes, you tend to notice things. She explains. I spotted the reddish hue from the dirt on your shoes. That's a dead giveaway. Dirt here in Idaho is a lot lighter than anything past Billings. Gets a bit more vibrant. That's really something, you reply, still a bit skeptical. You glance down at your shirt, trying to remember whether or not you wore a Billings Mustang jersey or something. (laughs) 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 Maybe this potato is just messing with you and and having a laugh. Don't believe me, huh? She continues. You shrug. I don't know what to say. How about this? The potato offers. We'll have ourselves a little contest over our powers of observation. If you win, you can pick out a small item from up here at the counter. What if I lose? You ask. The potato laughs. (laughs) Then I get to brag about it. Fair enough, you reply. Suddenly, the door to the gas station chimes as an enormous enormous broad-shouldered figure walks in it's a dinosaur of some kind but you're not exactly what species because their face is covered by a hockey mask (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) the figure is clad in tattered ragged clothing and dripping wet in one hand they hold a large carving knife covered in what seems to be blood but in the other hand they're carrying a hockey stick You and the potato watch as the masked dinosaur slowly walks up to a nearby standing refrigerator, opening the glass door and reaching in to pull out a cold carton of, you guessed it, chocolate milk. They slowly turn and then march up to the counter right next to you. The mysterious dinosaur sets down his milk without a word as a lukewarm water begins to pool around your fingers. Realizing how close you are, you suddenly step back, creating a a bit of distance. But the figure doesn't even acknowledge your presence. Will be two dollars, the potato informs the masked dinosaur. The masked figure pulled out two crumpled wet bills and dropped them on the counter, then takes his chocolate milk and slowly walks back towards the door from which he entered. Okay, the potato whispers to you under her breath. Is that a is, is that a hockey player or a slash man? Guess it's a <laughs> hockey player on page seventy four. Guess it's a slash man on page thirty seven.
1: Hmm. So I would say that, like a slash man, could be carrying a hockey stick, mm-hmm. but a hockey player would probably not be carrying a, a knife, especially a bloody knife, right. right?
2: Yeah,
1: and he's a dinosaur.
2: Whoa! Watch. out. So I wouldn't
1: even say that he's a slash slash man at all, unless you were saying he's a dino slash man. I
2: mean, <laughs> I don't know.
1: Hmm. I'm gonna go with slash man.
2: okay Okay. sounds good good deduction skills thank you you're welcome i'm always worried i'm using the wrong one like when you say deduction or the other one there's like
1: what's the other one i don't know now i can't think of it
2: (laughs) there's another one though that's like i always mess up whether it's deduction or uh reduction no i know what reduction is observation I don't know, guys. Okay. Words don't really mean a whole lot to me anymore. I've been in quarantine. I spend all day getting yelled at by a (laughs) 20-month-old. And my brain's fried because I have too much blood that isn't in my brains anymore. (laughs) It's all in my stomach. The baby's stealing all the blood. Yeah. Got
0: a little vampire in you. Mm -hmm.
2: Ugh. Yes. But yes. Slash man.
0: Okay. (sighs) You take a moment to size up the figure, considering all the evidence before you... And then finally make your call. That's a slash man, you announce.
1: Wait, why is the potato asking us anyway? Don't they have amazing powers of observation?
0: Well, that's the game we're
1: playing. Yeah. Okay, I'm just I'm just saying.
0: Right. <laughs> the sentient can potatoes we, Can we
1: call that potato out? <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> this isn't this is right. RPG. All right the sentient potato smiles and nods you're absolutely correct if that was a hockey player he'd be wet from the ice and that water dripping off him would be cold the water is lukewarm so he's definitely a slash man
1: oh so she did know okay sorry potato (laughs) the
0: The large masked figure is almost out the door at this point why are we playing this while the dinosaur slash man is still in here should we read it i
2: that's what i'm saying so uh we watched scream last night and uh the the first one, spoilers, of a movie that's a million years old. Uh, the two killers injure themselves, so they're trying to make themselves look um, innocent, before they're finished killing everybody. Uh. <laughs> and that's how I feel right now. I feel like, why are we having this conversation in front of the Slash Man?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Okay, um, the large masked figure is almost out the door at this point, pushing through and causing the bell to jingle as he makes his exit. With a split second to spare, the potato calls up from behind, stopping him in his tracks. Hey! The sentiment vegetable yells. Would you mind settling a bet for us? Oh, no. <laughs> 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 the masked dinosaur slowly turns around, his vacant eyes staring into you as he continues to drip onto the tile floor. Sure. He finally offers, the single word falling out of his throat with a deep thud. Are you a hockey player or a Slashman? The potato questions. The, ma- <laughs> the massive figure hesitates for a moment, his breathing heavy against the mask as he waits in- intently for his response. I'm a Slashman. <laughs> the dinosaur finally reveals.
2: <laughs> At least he's honest.
0: But it's my day off. Have a good one. Nice. With that, the
1: f- <laughs> that explains the hockey stick.
2: Yeah, it does. He he's gonna go, He's actually getting the chocolate milk before he goes. Mm-hmm. The chocolate milk will be a nice protein treat after he's done playing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. With that, the figure turns and heads out the door, trudging onward and disappearing from sight. You glance back at the sentient sentient potato, impressed with her observation skills, but also thrilled that you are th- quite thrilled with your own. You won. The living vegetable reminds you. You can pick from anything up here at the counter. Excited, you, uh, your eyes begin to dart around at the various options. There are all kinds of candy and small trinklet, trinkets laying around, but two particular items catch your eye. The first is a stick of bubblegum, which isn't all that special other than the fact that you've been craving a good stick of gum to pass the time on your drive. Next is a lucky keychain that, hu- that hangs from a small display hook nearby glinting under the fluorescent gaslight were uh, for, uh under the fluorescent gas station lights as it rocks ever slow subtly from side to side the keychain has a small lucky unicorn shoe dangling from the end of it do we want the lucky unicorn shoe or the
1: bubblegum hmm. i mean
2: what would you pick
1: we're like assuming that the unicorn shoe is, is lucky because they said so but like I don't, we don't actually. We haven't seen. the luck I'm guessing in it's just.
0: I'm assuming it's the same way that we'd say like, "Oh, it's a lucky, you know, rabbit's foot keychain."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you really want to chew gum though?
1: No, I don't want to chew gum. No. But I've been craving it. Apparently, it's up to you. All right, we'll go with the keychain.
2: Keychain. Th- that wasn't a. Mm-hmm. That wasn't yep. a pressure situation. That was a, <laughs> I was just, key-
1: you're not the one answering. You don't know what kind of a situation it was oh, for me. All right. I felt a lot of pressure. I'm
2: just, I'm just, I, played, I play devil's advocate. That's my job.
1: Okay.
0: Liz reads, I
2: question every choice you're going to make.
0: <laughs> and then you make the choices. Uh, is Lucky Unicorn final answer? Yep. Okay. After considering your decision for a moment, you finally decide on Lucky Unicorn <clears throat> shoe. Add that to our, our backpack. Got it. Keychain, which the potato plucks off its tiny hanger and hands it over to you. You turn the shiny object in your hand, admiring the craftsmanship a little or for a moment before placing it on your keys and then slipping them back into your pocket. Thank you, you offer the sentient vegetable. You turn to leave, but the potato suddenly calls out to stop you. When you spin back around, you see that she's gazing out at your truck. Her many eyes narrowed as she takes it all in. Excuse me. One last thing before you go, the living veggie offers. What's that? You question. The potato continues gazing out through the window behind you, observing your vehicle. Based on the make and model of your rig, and the fact that you're working for Truckman Trucking, I say you got a whole lot of chocolate milk in there, she begins. You nod, still consistently impressed by the sentient veggie. That's what I thought, the potato replies confidently. The thing is, your load is too heavy in the center of the cargo hold. You're putting pressure on all the wrong places. Someone packed it up all wrong. You narrow your eyes in confusion, trying to see what the living potato sees, but unable to make the the informational leaps. Still, she's proven herself thus far. I mean, it was the same team that always loads me up, you explain. I don't see how they could have made a mistake. Well, they did, continues the potato. I'm not saying you're going to crash if you keep driving like that, but it's certainly not safe. You could easily crack an axle. You consider these words growing more and more concerned by the second. You want me to climb back there and take a look? The Living Veggie offers. I could sort of, I could sort things out pretty quick for you, and then you wouldn't have to worry about it when you're driving through a pass. You're on a tight schedule, but if this is as dangerous as it sounds, it might be worth heeding the potato's advice. If you trust your loaders and want to get moving, turn to page 87. Let the Potato check things out. Page 19.
1: All right, well, this Potato hasn't let us down yet. Um... You know, and, and like, my, my first thought was, like, no, strictly business, let's go. But one, we gotta be safe, and two, I've seen too many movies where, like, Jason Statham ends up accidentally human trafficking. So, mm. uh, I think we better let her check it out.
2: Yeah, letting her check it out doesn't mean that she's going to necessarily... You know, she's just gonna look and make sure it's the best layout, mm-hmm. you know. All right.
1: I mean, and we're in Idaho, these are the best potatoes in the world. That is true.
2: I'm not gonna lie, when she said she had so many eyes, I'm just like sitting there, like, I'm just flashbacks to those potatoes that were bad that the grocery store gave me this week.
1: Mm. I'm sorry. It's okay. to relive that.
2: It's all right.
0: <laughs> Do we trust so We're trusting the potato?
1: Yeah, we're trusting the potato. Okay.
0: okay despite the trust in your loaders back at the warehouse you're well aware that accidents happen and things could have shifted during the first leg of the drive it could also be absolutely nothing but the few minutes it takes for your new potato friend to climb back there and check things out isn't going to dent isn't going to dent in your drive time all right sure you finally reply nodding at the living vegetable the two of you head out and make your way around the back of the big rig The enormous cargo container that makes up the latter half of this vehicle features an enormous rolling gate, which you quickly unlock and then fling upward with a loud rumbling crash. Packed tightly into the back of the truck are more chocolate milk bottles than you can fathom. They sit in the icy cold air of the refrigerated chamber, looking absolutely spectacular as they patiently wait for their final destination. The sentient potato climbs up into the lip of the truck next to you, her hundreds of eyes working over your cargo with a deep observational intensity. She's seen so much more than you could ever imagine, taking it in and cataloging even the smallest detail. I need to go deeper, the vegetable informs you. That's what she said. Or he said.
2: Uh, That's what someone with some kind of phallic thing said.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm.
2: Because there's lots of ways to get deeper.
0: Yup. ba dum Wow. <laughs> uh, we don't discriminate here at Dick of the Week. <laughs> Anyone can,
2: with consent, penetrate.
0: Before you have a chance to respond, she's jumping up and grabbing a hold of a chocolate milk stack, hoisting her large, rounded body up over the edge and sliding across the top. Wait! You blurt out, then realizing your protests are useless now that the sentient vegetable has disappeared over the side of the crates. The glass bottles rattle loudly within their containers, causing you to wince and tense up, but not a single one of them cracks. The potato pops her head out over the edge of the crate suddenly. What was that? She questions. Oh, uh, nothing. You finally reply, just going with it. The vegetable nods. I'm trying to imagine how a potato nods. Like Is the whole body just like rocking?
1: I don't know. It sounds like this potato might have arms. Uh. Well, so mean... does that mean it has a torso as well? Is the potato the head?
2: I wish that we had some cover art for this potato.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I know. Fan art! Someone draw us a potato! Yeah. Um... The vegetable nods and heads back in, in, climbing across the top. You can hear her rattling along, then suddenly stopping once she reaches the center of the truck. Oh, whoa, is all you can make out, her voice muffled in distance. For a moment, it sounds as though she's climbing down off the crates, but that shouldn't be possible. There's no empty space back there. What is it? You call out. I think there's a secret compartment in your truck, the living potato yells back. Most people wouldn't notice it, but these eyes can see everything. There's a magic security lock. A magic what? You blurt. Probably needs three knocks and a, <laughs> and a <laughs> password, the potato continues. <laughs> Unless I can figure out the lock me- mechanism just by looking at it. Soon enough, the vegetable's voice lowers a bit and she begins talking to herself, going over some difficult mental problem-solving equations in her head. Are, are you okay? You continue, still trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, the voice offers. I think I figured it out. Figured what out? You question. (laughs) Suddenly, a loud sizzling zap erupts from somewhere in the middle of the cargo hold. From where you stand, you see a brilliant blue light erupt between Hmm. the bottles, nearly causing you to stumble backwards off the edge of the vehicle as you shield your eyes. You manage to stay upright, however, hanging onto a conveniently placed handle on the side of the truck. The next thing you know, you're plunged into silence. Are you okay? You call out. No response. Hello? You continue. Still no response. Oh, God damn it! Eventually, you take matters into your own hands, climbing up over the top of the chocolate milk crates and shimmying along like your living potato friend had done just moments earlier. When you reach the middle of the truck, you gasp out loud, discovering there is, in fact, a giant empty space where no cargo has been placed. The potato was right. Even more bizarre, however, is the fact that your new vegetable friend has disappeared completely. Oh no. Where, where did you go? You cry, still finding nothing but silence in return. Mm. You search around for the potato a bit longer and eventually realize she is truly gone. Maybe this was just some kind of prank, which is seeming more and more likely now that you've had a chance to look around and determine there's no secret passage back here. At least, no secret passage that you can find. After moving some of the chocolate milk crates into a better position and evening out your load, you finally climb out from the back of your truck. You wipe the grease and dirt off your hands and then call out one last time to the potato. If you're in there, let me know, you yell. I, I need to close up. This time you wait extra long but still no response comes. Eventually, you shut the back of the truck and lock it, then make your way up to the front cab once again. You pull out your phone and dial Truckman. Hello? comes a familiar voice at the end of the line. Uh, what's going on with my truck? You demand to know. Truckman hesitates a moment, taking his time before responding. You found out, huh? (laughs) Well, I found out that the pack job was messed Hmm. up, you explain. I also made a potato disappear. A what? Truckman replies, confused. A potato! Repeat. Then suddenly clarify, a living potato. (laughs) Oh no, Truckman blurts. Did they get into the secret compartment? So there is a secret compartment, you question. (laughs) (laughs) Truckman Tone shifts a bit, realizing now that the the circumstances of his original assignment for you have changed. Listen, you're not just shipping chocolate milk, Truckman finally admits. You're carrying something very, very important back there. Something that could alter the fate of the entire reality. Hell, it could alter every reality. What is it? you question, frustrated. And why didn't you tell me? I didn't want to tell you because that puts you in danger, Truckman continues. The less you know, the better. If you were to get captured, that's not information you want lurking in the back of your mind. As long as you didn't know, then dark wizards can't extract the information. Dark wizards are after me? You cry out in alarm. I don't know, Truckman continues. Just... Trust me on this.
2: I love a- that I, he's sacrificing his best driver on his last day. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Classic. <laughs> classic. That's, uh, your, that's classic boss. That's
2: classic lethal weapon. That's classic day hard. That's classic. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just trust me on this. It's very, very important that you get this delivery to San Diego. The fate of the universe depends on it. You take a deep breath and let it out, remembering all the times Truckman has held you back in the past. Has had your back. Whoop. What does that say? Dang. (laughs) New boss, bro. (laughs) Remembering all the times Truckman has had your back in the past. Okay, you finally reply. If that potato was pure of heart, then they're fine. (laughs) Truckman explains. Oh, Jesus Christ! You just need to keep that cargo from falling into the wrong hands. You feel the trucker's code. Tugging at your heartstrings and pushing you onward. You didn't ask to be thrust into this situation, but you've made a commitment to the journey. Once the truck leaves the warehouse under your command, you'll get it to this destination, even if it's the last thing you do. This is your final ride, anyway. You might as well make it count. You can count on me. You state firmly. Thanks. Truckman offers. Keep in touch. You hang up the phone and put on your put your vehicle into drive. You pull away from the travel step headed for Utah continue to utah cool <sighs> okay after the drama earlier in your day it's nice to just settle in and drive for a while <laughs> just got over that real quick right
1: i'm bummed that we lost the potato well, i feel like we shouldn't have let her go back there now i should have trusted truck man you know but he's you always were... held my back yeah but but my inherent distrust of bosses wow. got also, to me. he
2: was lying to you and it wasn't balanced so you would have been in trouble
1: mm-hmm. you're right
2: so it was smart but it
1: sounds like he's not trafficking people so well we
2: don't know what he's trafficking
1: hopefully not people what are. you're
2: trafficking
1: mm-hmm. so right? how does
2: that make you feel you're doing
1: you're doing bad it. i told i told you that's illegal we activities check- checked it out
2: you're doing illegal crimes you're doing <laughs> crimes for someone else
1: I only want to do crimes for myself. Yeah,
2: you do crimes for someone else. So I'm a socialist. It's against our credo to do crimes for other people.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. You are comfortable behind the wheel as the sun creeps its way across the sky. You get a chance to finally meditate on the fact that this is really your final ride. It's been a long road to travel, both literally and otherwise. But you're happy to look back on your journey and say that you did Things right, you've always made the delivery. The gorgeous landscape gradually begins to shift and change as you cross the state line into Utah. Here, you find yourself greeted by wide open fields of seed grass that stretch on and on as far as the eye can see. Is that my cat or your cat?
1: That's my cat. Okay. <laughs> oh, is that our cat? Yeah, she's got her pig, so she just meows nonstop.
2: Oh, <laughs> we should never have brought the pig out. That's on us. Sorry, um, listeners. Oh, no. I, 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 I'm, oh, here I she don't... comes. She's, she can come over here because the gate's open <laughs> with, her, with her chubby butt.
0: In every direction, the beautiful planes seem to wave happily as you pass them by, seeing you off. As the sun dips just below the horizon line and the sky blo- blooms a deep purple, you find yourself bathed in a sensation of peace and tranquility. How- suddenly, however, that all changes. You glance in your rear-view mirror to catch another set of headlights approaching, and approaching fast. Oh, not, You're not going slow by any means, which implies this visitor is coming up behind you as well over the speed limit. Soon enough, they're pulling up in the lane right next to you. In the dying light of day, you get a full view of an enormous black and red semi-truck, this vehicle emblazoned on the side with a familiar logo cobbler trucking you read aloud under your breath immediately recognizing a member of your main competitor's fleet oh no if it was up to you you'd welcome another trucking line and oftentimes and and oftentimes this is the case there's a trucker code out here on the road and you're always willing to help out a fellow driver in need even if they're driving for someone else however cobbler trucking is a different kind of monster Everyone knows them for their bad attitude and occasional dastardly deeds. A crew of hateful pirates on the highways of America. Suddenly, the truck blasts its horn. Its sound is so loud and abrupt that you jump in your seat and jerk the wheel. Your heart's skipping a beat as you struggle to collect yourself and keep from running off the road. Seconds later, the rival truck takes off ahead of you, slamming on the gas and erupting onward at a reckless speed. You watch as they disappear into the distant, uh, distance ahead, eventually vanishing into the night. You take a deep breath and let it out, still feeling incredibly on edge. Earlier in the drive, you did a good job of blocking out the trauma of that disappearing potato, but in this moment of weakness, your anxiety all comes flooding back. Oh shit, oh shit, you start repeating under your breath, unable to stop the words from spilling from your mouth. You've still got plenty of ground to cover if you want to make this delivery, but part of you is begging for a break. Maybe the safe option is to pull over and gather your thoughts for a minute. You notice a small turnout up ahead, the perfect spot to to take a breather should you need it. Do uh, we want to go to the turnout, or do we want to push through and keep
1: driving?
2: Hmm. Do you need a break?
1: I feel like... We need a break, but if we stop, it might not be safe. But if we keep going, it might not be safe because we need a break.
2: Yeah. I think you've perfectly illustrated why there's two choices.
1: Hmm. What do you think? I don't... I All right, don't. we're taking a break.
0: Okay. I was
2: say, I don't offer those kinds of... Uh...
0: <laughs> After giving it some thought, you finally decide <laughs> to pull over on the side of the road and allow yourself a minute to rest. There's a great sense of relief as your tires crunch onto the gravel, and the second you put your rig in park, you turn the keys, you realize what a good idea this break really was. You close your eyes, allowing the relaxation to flow through you like a cool and gentle river. (coughs) It's hard to tell how long you stay like this, but by the time you open your eyes again, the sun has disappeared completely, revealing a glorious star-filled sky above. You see now your headlights and the shining you see now that your headlights are shining directly at a small wooden sign, a marker so, inconspicu- so inconspicuous that you would have never noticed it without stopping. Home of Truth, Utah, you read out loud. Population zero. <laughs> huh. Huh. Wait, why would you put a sign up
1: there? Wow. <laughs> weird.
0: This sign is especially curious since there are no structures to be found in the immediate vicinity, abandoned or otherwise. You do, however, notice a faint ghostly light off in the distance. It's hard to tell exactly what it is, but it appears to be um, coming from somewhere in the middle of this grassy field. You're curious, but a little frightened. Investigate the light or keep driving.
1: Well. A light might be the truth. Because we're in Truth, Utah. Uh Uh-huh.
2: Okay, if this was a video game...
1: Oh, we would go to the light. We're going to go to the light.
2: There you go. Okay. Play it like a video game.
1: All right. But it's terrifying. What if it's bad? What if we die? (laughs) Then the end.
0: (laughs) Then the end. Then you hear the end! All right, let's go. (laughs) The logical part of your brain knows that you should probably stay focused on the task at hand... But there's something about this bizarre dancing illumination that takes hold of your curiosity and you simply refuse to let go. You climb out of your cab and lock up the truck, then begin the whole your universe journey.
1: The is counting on us and you're <laughs> straying from that, and then I regret it immediately.
0: But no, but if you were. You
1: keep going. Listen,
2: but if you were playing a video game, you cannot tell me that you went to stray from the main mission to go look at some
0: dancing lights.
1: Yeah. Sure.
2: Okay, then there it is. Boom. Don't regret your decisions.
0: <laughs> your eyes quickly begin to adjust to the night. And while you still need to maintain a careful, slow pace, you do a pretty good job of getting where you're going. Fortunately, there's not much out here in the middle of nowhere for you to trip over and r- or run into. As you grow closer and closer to the light, you begin to hear the sweet sound of music floating out across the plains. <laughs> it's an upbeat song played on a fiddle, fiddle banjo, and guitar. But there's also something distinctly haunting and melancholy about it. Ooh, are they ghosts? You may have been right about the ghost thing. I'm
1: smart.
0: Uh, soon <sighs> enough, you find yourself at the edge of a small ghost town. A collection of old wooden buildings set in the dirt around a center square and not much else. The square is populated by several figures, However, as however, and you gasp when you see them. It <gasps> seems... It appears there's a party going on, with singing and dancing abound. The revelers are all clad in old clothing like settlers from way back when, and every single one of them sparkles with the eerie blue glow. Of course, it's not just the glow that gives them away as ghosts. It's also the fact that they're all semi-transparent. You freeze in your tracks, an icy bolt of fear shooting through your body as you realize what you've stumbled upon. It's fascinating to observe, but as someone who is not entirely familiar with the spirit world, you're not sure what will happen should they catch you. This isn't a question that you have this isn't a question that you have for long, however. Suddenly, one of the ghostly dancers, a woman in a long white dress, turns and approaches you slowly. She's smiling wide, an expression that you can't seem to place as either sinister or inviting. (laughs) One thing's for sure, though, the ghost is not at all alarmed to see you. It makes you wonder if she's known you were there the whole time. What are you doing here? She demands to know, suddenly suddenly making her feelings very clear. How dare you disturb the good people of Home of Truth? I'm just... You stammer, backing away as you shake your head from side to side. I'm I'm just passing through. A simple detour on your way to San Diego, she hisses. Whoa. Is that all we are to you? No, you blurt. Suddenly, the ghost expression changes, softening into a face of good-natured laughter. I'm just messing with you, she offers. I'm so sorry. There's not much to do when you're a ghost, so scaring people kind of becomes a habit. <laughs> oh... You reply in startled amazement, deeply thankful for the tone for the tonal shift. (laughs) Yeah, I I bet. How'd you know I was heading to San Diego? Ghosts have a strange relationship with timelines, she explains. We're here now, but we can see into the past sometimes or the future or the potential. That's very confusing, you admit. (laughs) The ghostly woman nods. I know. Some stuff will make sense before you ride to the lonesome train. Some stuff will make sense after, but you should rarely mix the two. For instance, I shouldn't tell you that you're actually just a (laughs) chick, that you're actually just a character in a book. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) You blurt. Oops, never mind. The phantom blurts, her eyes going wide. She takes a moment to collect herself as the two of you stand in awkward silence. Anyway, you want to dance? The ghostly woman questions. Decline or accept. Absolutely. <laughs> we're gonna dance. Hell yeah. Jordan will never turn down dancing, no
2: matter where, when, why.
1: Dancing is awesome and also dancing with ghosts is awesome. Every
2: wedding <laughs> every wedding we're at, like you know how like they always start the music to dance before dinner's really over? Yeah. Well Jordan's like always like looking at me like, Can you finish your plate please? <laughs> so we need a, we need more weddings that we both are at, so. <laughs> I know. So then I can just pawn them off. So I can finish my dessert.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> sure, you reply with a smile. Not sure when you'll have another opportunity to share a dance with someone from beyond the grave. You take the ghostly woman hand in yours. And soon enough, the two of you have joined the other spirits, dancing and frolicking right there in the middle of Home of Truth's tiny town square. The other phantoms welcome you gladly, but it's not long before you've completely forgotten their otherworldly nature. (laughs) The band kicks into high gear, uh, segueing into one song after another as you twist and twirl the night away. They clap their hands and stop their feet, shouting out words of encouragement to their new friend. Even after the dance has finished, you stick around a while to chat with the citizens of this ghostly hamlet, trading stories as you offer up tales of your days on the road. It's a wonderful time, but as the night wears on, you eventually realize you've gotten to pull you you've got to pull yourself away. When you tell the ghosts that it's your time to go, they all boo loudly. <laughs> <laughs> <Very> <laughs> sorry. Boo! Ghosts are awesome. <laughs> sorry. Then accept this reality and offer you a series of kind goodbyes. The last to see you off is the ghostly woman who was your first who you first danced with. A spirit you now know is Remla. Have a good trip, the phantom offers warmly. I know I told you the timelines of the dead and the living shouldn't cross, but you're just so kind. I'd like to offer up a little bit more advice. Are you sure that's all right? You question. Remla shrug. Who knows? What I do know is that if you ever find yourself in a casino, don't go with the unicorns if you can help it. Don't run through the garden either. Head towards the pool. That- Makes n- no sense, you reply. But uh, maybe it will in the future. There are some potential timelines where it might come in handy. The friendly ghost offers with a the grin, then raises a finger to her lips as though to remind you this information is se- is secret nature. Goodbye. She eventually offers, then drifts back to her s- her spectral party.
1: You turn don't be- go with the unicorns. To the Don- what was the other one?
0: Don't head towards the garden. Head
1: towards uh, the pool. Yes.
0: Cool. Do you want to write it down? Yeah,
1: I'm going I'm to write that down.
0: Okay. You turn and begin the trek back to your truck, thankful for this unique and fulfilling experience. It's a long walk through the field of grass, and it gives you a moment to refocus your mind. It's time to concentrate on making this delivery. Suddenly, you stop, gazing out at the road that rests several yards ahead of you. Your truck is right to where you left it, but another vehicle sits parked, nearby with its headlights blaring it's the truck from cobbler trucking Mm. you duck down into the tall grass as two figures slowly walk out into their own headlights talking amongst themselves as they formulate a plan you can't make it out you can't make out their words from all the way over here but you do manage to get a good look at their frightening characters The first is tall and rather imposing Bigfoot, clad in a dark leather jacket and sporting an enormous beard that hangs down the front of his hairy, muscular body.
2: Wait, a Bigfoot with a beard? That's hilarious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He has an eye patch over one eye, which gives him a distinctly pirate-like appearance. The second backlit figure to emerge from the darkness is a bright red devil a humanoid figure with stark black hair and two long curved horns he has a slender tail with a point at the end with lashes around his legs as he walks the devil is wearing a short sleeve button-up shirt and over the heart is a name tag patch that you can just barely make out it simply reads ted huh A devil named Ted. After a bit of discussion, the Bigfoot strolls around to the back of your truck. He picks up a large rock from the side of the road and smashed open the lock, then rolls up the door to your cargo container with a loud rattle. Next, the Bigfoot climbs up into the back of the truck and begins to go through your shipment, tearing open the crates of delicious chocolate milk, tossing them out onto the road behind with a series of horrific smashes and crunches. You watch with absolute disgust as the entire contents of your truck is emptied out before you all that glorious chocolate milk gone to waste as it pours across the uh the glass covered ground below as the anger within you builds you you seriously consider marching over there giving them a piece of your mind but you muster up all the discipline you can manage and hold yourself back something much more important is at play the Mm. i need a bigfoot voice (laughs)
2: I don't even know. (laughs)
0: Uh, Oh, God. My brain doesn't even know where to go for this.
2: The device isn't here.
0: The one-eyed Bigfoot (laughs) eventually calls out.
2: Yes.
0: What? Ted erupts angrily. This is the truck. It has to be there. The devil who has been waiting around this time now sprints into action. Uh, making his way around the back of the truck and having a look for himself. The two of them continue to search, growing more and more frustrated by the second. As someone spying on them from afar, this frustration only helps your cause. Their tone is much louder now, heightened to a point that you can easily hear them. There must be a secret door! Ted cries out. There's a magic afoot! Oh, I already lost my Bigfoot voice. Hmm. Uh,
1: You know magic,
0: though! The Bigfoot response.
1: Like Batman. (laughs)
0: you can dispel it not this powerful ted continues his voice bubbling over with absolute rage find the driver they must know the way in the two figures hop down out the back of your truck uh who's speaking here oh you go that way and i'll go this way you heard the bright red devil instruct the two of them splitting off in either direction to search the field Fortunately, neither one of them is wandering off in your exact direction yet, and there's plenty of ground for them to cover. If you stay here long enough, they'll certainly find you, but at least you've got a moment to think. At this point, a few courses of action come to mind. The simplest answer is to make a run for it, out of here in the field, leaving your rig behind and waiting until the coast is clear to make your return. Maybe you could even sprint back to the ghost and ask for their help. Of course, the, long- the longer these two unsavory characters have your truck in their possession, the more likely they're able to find the secret compartment. One solution might be to creep over there and find the device this devil and his Bigfoot companion are looking for before they ever get a chance to steal it themselves. The bravest answer, however, is the most tempting and the most dangerous. As the Bigfoot and Devil get further and further away from their own vehicle, it crosses your mind that you could sneak over there, snatch their keys, and take off in your own truck while leaving them stranded. The only thing for certain is that you can't wait any longer to act. Do we run away through the field, search for the secret compartment yourself, or steal their keys and hit the road?
1: Let's hit the road. That was my first instinct. We're going to steal their keys and
0: we're
1: going to go. Okay. They also said it was the bravest thing. (laughs) So, you know, I feel like we're being pretty brave.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Seizing the moment, you keep your head low and rush through the grass towards the road, avoiding their line of sight as you sneak over to the cab of their truck. This vehicle, courtesy of Cobbler Trucking, has been left unlocked and you gasp excitedly as you find that the keys have been carelessly left in the ignition. You swiftly pull out the devil keys. So now we have double keys. You can add that to our backpack and put them in your pocket. The headline headlights immediately shut off, which has most certainly alerted Ted and his Bigfoot companion. Hey, the devil cries out from the darkness and the confusion, your eyes on the prize. You hurry back over to your own vehicle and climb into the driver's seat. Once there, you waste no time to starting, up, starting it up with a loud roar. As your headlights illuminate the grass before you, you see Ted with a look of absolute shock plastered across his face. He immediately points a long clawed, clawed finger at you, attempting to cast some kind of spell. But you're huh. just too far away at this point, and his dark magic doesn't work. You start to laugh, and then honk twice as you haul off down the road, literally leaving these two criminals in the dust as you continue on your way. Watching in the rear view mirror, you see them climb into their truck and start yelling wildly, upset to discover that the keys are missing. (laughs) (laughs) You drive like mad, not satisfied with pulling over until you put as many miles between you and the other truck as possible. Eventually, however, the pounding of your heart begins to subside. You remind yourself that you don't need to keep glancing in the rear view mirror and that Ted is still somewhere far, far behind you. Hoping for an explanation uh, in the chaos, you decide to call Truckman. The phone barely rings once before your boss picks up, his familiar voice sounding out through your speakers. What's up? He questions. (laughs) (laughs) I was just about to ask you the same thing, you blurt. I just got attacked by a devil and a Bigfoot from cobbler trucking. They wanted the device, but they couldn't find it. Truckman lets out a long sigh and through his and as though his deepest fears are coming true before the very eyes. Are you okay? He questions. I- yeah. You reply, but barely. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring you into this Truckman continues, but if you're the only, but you're the only one I trusted for the job, the device you're carrying is called the big red button. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> whoever, pu- whoever pushes the button will be sent into another timeline that is slightly more full of love. Sounds pretty nice right about now, you admit. It does, Truckman retorts, but you cannot push it, at least not yet. You need to stick around in this layer of reality to make sure your package gets to San Diego in one piece. There's a scientist there who will use the big red button to prove even more love. But if the device falls into the wrong hands, it could be, it could be reverse engineered into something terrible. It could tear apart the fabric of this very timeline you nod along to these words fully understanding your mission <laughs> you have no intention of letting the big red button fall into ted's hands especially not on your last ride as a trucker you can count on me boss you are, you are, uh, assume truck man i know he replies now that they know that you've got it in the truck you should take the big red button out of the secret compartment and keep it on you at all times the magic lock is simple enough just Got back there and knock three times and say, Love is real. That's it, your retort. That's it, truckman continues. Devils have a really hard time with that last phrase. <laughs> you say your goodbyes and hang up, continuing on into the night with a newly renewed ser- sense of purpose. You make sure to turn off the main drag a bit before finding your motel for the evening. When you finally pull into the parking lot, you're absolutely exhausted still there's one thing left to do you exit the cab and head around to the back of your truck then climb up into the cargo hold it's completely empty and the idea of a secret compartment hidden somewhere within these four flat blank walls is hard to believe you take a deep breath and let it out then knock three times on the side of your truck with your hands love is real you state confidently (sighs) nothing happens your brow furrowed you Try this process again, this time moving over to the other side of the refrigerated chamber. You knock once more and say the magic words, yet your results are the same. Growing worried, you decide to give it one last go. This time, you wrap your heel against the floor of the truck. Love is real, you say aloud. Suddenly, there's a loud clang as the panel slides up and over, magical energy wafing up from within this tiny hidden area. You bend down and carefully withdraw a small box covered in wires and sporting an enormous red button on top. You carefully place it in your bag and then climb down from the truck, from the back of the truck, and close it up. Until you reach San Diego, this bag isn't leaving your side. So we're at an hour now.
2: Should we make this into a two-parter? I think so. And this is like perfect Halloween, honestly. Like there's devils and ghosts and
0: yeah. Big we folks. weirdly
2: like stumbled into like a perfect for Halloween.
0: <laughs> I thought there was gonna be a little bit more like Chuck Tingle butt banging, but maybe yeah. we'll get maybe we'll get into one of those. <laughs> yeah. I
2: hope so well, I mean, if he's going to a motel. Let's see. <laughs> let's see what's up. All right. So, yeah. This is good. This is a good stopping point. Cool.
0: I just searched uh, weird pickup lines.
1: <laughs> perfect. You going out tonight.
2: We end every episode with pickup Line. Oh, okay. It's very apparent you don't listen to our podcast. I
1: don't listen to, don't listen to any podcast. I know you don't.
0: <laughs> okay. Hey, Jordan. Hey. Is oh. your name is your name Google? Because you have everything I've been searching for.
1: Nice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I almost guarantee that his answer to every single one of these will be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I almost guarantee it. That's a pretty good one. I wonder if people even use pickup lines
1: anymore. Don't know.
0: I don't know. Hmm. I bet someone out there does and thinks it's a good idea.
1: <laughs> on on Love Island, sometimes they they do like y type. Lines. Yeah, well, those are like... they reference using pickup lines. Yeah, and that's my only window into uh, dating, dating culture, <laughs> culture. <laughs> Love and the youth. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> that was
0: a good one though. Well, Jordan, thank you for joining us. Yeah.
2: Thanks for
1: having me.
0: And then, uh, yeah, we will do part two soon. Yeah, sounds
2: good. See where this, cool.
0: see where this Chuck Tingle uh, adventure takes us.
2: Yeah.
0: Awesome. I'm All right, looking then. forward to it. Okay. Well, uh, Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: <laughs>
0: thank you for listening. We would love to hear from you, so contact us at lnlsmutcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at lnlsmutcast. Find episodes of this and other great shows at CalamityCast.com or wherever you find your podcast. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Dick of the Week.
1: This has been a Calamity Cast production. For more content, visit CalamityCast.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.